Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in everybody, welcome to your Thursday, <clears throat> we all know what Thursday is, it's late night shopping in Terrace End in Palmerston North. I know it's probably not anymore but that's what Thursday's meant to me because I worked at Broadtop Book and Toy and you work till nine after schools. Anyway, big old day today, fun day today actually, uh, probably the highlight's going to be twofold, Ian Jones coming into studio for about half an hour, of course we'll talk some rugby with him. And um, he's also doing a big fundraiser. He's an incredible person and an incredible athlete. Continues to be a credible athlete. What would it be? Probably 25 years since he hung up the boots. And as Smithy just said to me in the handover, probably fitter now than he was when he was in All Black. Um, just an incredible Ironman, marathons, marathon swims. And he's doing a fundraising swim at the moment. So... Looking forward to catching up with uh, Ian Carmo-Jones uh, between 2 and 2.30. After 1 o'clock, we're going to catch up with Kaylee Bell. She is a big, big country star, probably bigger overseas than she is in New Zealand, actually. Um, splits her time between New Zealand, Australia and Nashville. Um, she's had millions and millions of uh, record sales and Spotify streams. And she's the... I don't know what the official title is. Is it the warm-up act? Is it the support act? Anyway, she's turning. Opening, opening the, act. She's the opening act for Ed Sheeran. There you go. And they don't they don't just pick your run-of-the-mill type artist because you, you've got massive scratch. She played in front of 50,000 people in Wellington last week. I mean... Did she, you see the pictures of that gig? Yes. That looked incredible, didn't it? It looked amazing. So she's played to a bigger crowd in Wellington than the All Blacks have. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> And she's um, she's good. It's not classic country. It's probably I'm going to ask you for her genre because I feel like it's probably closer to pop than country, but very easy listening music. Manoa tells me I mean she's from Waimati. You're mm-hmm. from Waimati. Yep. And you said it just fills your lounge almost 24 seven because your lovely partner is a huge fan. Just about yeah. Um, Mrs. Is a massive hillbilly, so she plays country music all day. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Kaylee Bell features heavily on those playlists. You're about. You're you're more rock, aren't you? Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't play that around the house. It's it's pretty tough to get that one across the line mm. to play some Lincoln Park while she's doing the vacuum. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I knew Kaylee when we were growing up. I wouldn't say we, we didn't grow up together. She's a couple of years older than me. Mm. But um, to be able to see someone from your hometown singing about your hometown on these massive, massive stadiums and stages is, mm. is pretty cool. Can, can I, I'm going to tell a story about you mm. went to a concert of hers in Wellington and you took along a sign with We Love Waimati or yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, that was here in Auckland. Uh, that was her first uh, headline show as her own act. She'd just opened like two weeks before that for Brad Paisley. So that was right. a massive one, sold out Spark Arena. Um, and then she played her own headline event. And I was like, how could someone, how could I have someone, a, a fellow Waimo, show up to the town I live in and not, uh, not turn up and represent? So we made a sign. When I say we, my partner made the sign. Did she acknowledge, um, did she see it and acknowledge yeah. it? Oh, not only that, but it won us a bloody T-shirt. Oh. So, <laughs> she had a bunch of T-shirts and merch to throw out off the stage. And she saw the sign and she went to throw it to us. She goes, oh, Manaya, is that you? I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure is, mate. Oh, I'm looking forward to that chat. Uh, mm. Why, Maddie, chat? Uh, so she'll be uh, one o'clock. We also got Show Me The Money today, so get yourself a pick ready. You might be the lucky listener who will get to call in and join myself, Manaya, and Finn Basim. Mo's uh, pick uh, a four-leg multi, $50 TRB bonus bet will go on that. If it wins, you win. Um, as I mentioned, Carmo, the vault. We've made inroads both days. We have made inroads both days, but you only get three questions today. So uh, go back and listen to Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, there were seven questions and five questions. We've narrowed it down quite well. Um, we always discuss before the show if we think it'll go today. We don't think it'll go today. We think you're going to need... But it might. If you're on the right track, you might. Like someone surprised us last week and they got it and we thought it was going to go for days, but they got it. So the vote will be uh, after the 2.30 news. We'll have a look back in the day. We'll find out what's making news somewhere as well. Will we find out what's making news somewhere? We will find out what's making news at some point. Uh, More drug stories probably and potential animal poo stories seems to be your forte. (laughs) So we'll do that. Um, And Midday Madness now. Midday Madness. We've been like... On the news this morning, uh, it's come out that Dane Coles will retire. I think we sort of probably guessed that that his career in New Zealand would finish anyway. He might go overseas and for a year or two somewhere, but it, they haven't announced that. But he's retiring. The list of retiring slash departing All Blacks is starting to grow. So we want your help and your insights, and it could get quite regional, Ken and Zaid, uh, for the replacements. So um, we compiled a list, Manaya, which I didn't bring in with me. So f- just for the list, these are the ones, there are ones that are definitely going and some that are probably going. So who mm-hmm. have we got? So the one that sparked this today, uh, Dane Coles, he's going to retire after the after the World Cup. Yep. Uh, Brody Retallick, that one came out recently as well, that he is heading over to Japan. Uh, Japan. Uh, Shannon Frizzell, yep. he's heading away. To Japan. To Japan. Uh, Aaron Smith is heading away. To Japan, <laughs> Bodie and Richie have both been confirmed to be heading over to Japan. Jeez, Japanese club rugby is going to be strong. Bodie and Richie M, yep, ridiculous. So those are the ones that we're sure of. Sam Whitelock, are we sure Sam of White Sam Lock? Whitelock? Yep, Sam Whitelock's off as well. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, question marks around a few other names. Um, if Sam Kane was to win the um, was to win the World Cup, would he potentially go overseas as well? Yeah, he's probably a bit too young to retire, but no one really knows the state of his body. I mean, his poor neck and his head had a real bashing, hasn't it? So oh, absolutely. So Sam Kane's a potential, but I, I'm going to leave him off the list, actually. Okay. Artie Savier's going. Artie Savier's going. Yeah. So there's another one. Yeah. So we're talking, I mean, Cody Taylor, 
Cody Taylor's potentially going to go. Cody Taylor's a potential. So we've got two hookers. We're looking for two hookers. We're looking for two locks, Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick. Yep. Um, our our loose forward stocks have been pretty shallow lately. Yep. Um, so if Artie's gone and if, I don't know, we, we, we can cross Sam Kane off that list, can't we? That's that's speculation on, that's, our, yes, on our behalf. That's probably too much. But but Frizzell and Artie. Frizzell and Artie. Uh, Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. For sure. We're probably quite blessed with halfbacks, but a lot of them are later on in careers. I guess you say uh, north of 30 is Brad Weber, is TJ Perinara, um, Finley Christie's younger. Well, and on the TJ one, we probably only haven't heard what he's doing after the World Cup because, you know, no one's going to sign – well, not no one's going to sign a bloke that's just done his Achilles, but, you know, he probably isn't thinking that far ahead. Probably needs to prove himself. But he was a huge hit, and I watched him play a few games in um, – Japan, he was amazing. Like, he's a real team man, TJ. He is a real team man. Um, he was fantastic over there. Maybe uh, he would have left Japan with his reputation intact from over 100%. there. So they would open the door again for him. Um, and, of course, Bodie and Richie, two mm. first fives. Um, well, we. So the stocks are dwindling after this World Cup, aren't they? Yeah, so give us some replacements, folks, on 0800 150 811. Um, two hookers, two locks, two Lucys. Two first fives, gosh, and a halfback. I mean, halfbacks, Christy, Perinara, if he stays. Weber. Oh, no, actually, Webby's going too, isn't he? I think he's announced he's off. Brad Weber. Let me double-check that. Yeah, double-check. I think he's off. Falau Fakatava will make his way back in there. Um, I think Cam Roygaard, maybe not yet, but I think in two or three years. Um, so very, very interesting. Brad Weber is heading to France. There we go. So there's another one gone. So we add Aaron Smith and Brad Weber to that one. And remember, All Black squads have three halfbacks. So is it straight away Christy Fakatava? And then we need to find another one. So 0800 150 is the Midday Madness number music. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat. Of I really want to hear, really want to hear from some of the provinces for some of the unearthed talent, like um, that I haven't watched as closely as, as others. Is Fergus Burke ready to take that step up? Ruben Love, Aidan Morgan. Um, anyone else in, the, in those first five stocks that you feel could rock and roll it in the all-black level? Let's go to the phones. We've got Thomas. G'day, Thomas. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, thanks, Thomas. Yeah, first-time caller. I've uh, texted a few times, but, uh, yeah, first-time caller. Great to hear you, man. Great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just a couple things I'd like to have a chat about, if that's all right. It's the stage is yours, my friend. Um, first thing is um, all these, uh, I know it's not quite midday madness, but I'll get to that soon, but um, all these sharing records that have been tumbled in the last few uh, weeks, it's pretty impressive. Um, I went sharing with my brother yesterday and did my first 100, and I can hardly walk today. So oh. what those guys put themselves through every day, and to get to that level, it's... Um, it's bloody impressive. Yeah, I saw on um, one of the social media ones, because <clears throat> I'm friends with Sarah Hidney, and her brother broke a world record, I think. Yeah, he broke a Piers one, a double, st- uh, two-stand one with his mate. Yeah. In Taipei. 
just yeah. like the, tell us about your body after doing your first hundred. Yeah, so I've sure a few sheep. Like I just do a few lifestyle um, like blocks around our place, and um, I probably get the most sheep, fifteen sheep. But yeah, my back is stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and you I'm, don't I'm you a, don't sound to be fair, you don't sound an old man. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm young enough, and I still play rugby, and I consider myself quite fit, and I'm like a dairy farmer, and I feel like I work, and I'm I'm fit enough, but um, holy. Yeah, holy smokes! It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's hard work, mate. Like, yeah, eight hours straight sharing. Like, you get a break in between, but eight hours of actual sharing the day—it's—it's it's hard yakka, mate. It's, it really is. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a huge yeah. effort. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it's more. It's not. I didn't want to make it about me, but it's more about those record holders that are doing well. But um, in terms of the midday madness. Um, my solution probably is deeper than um, a few names. Is I've kind of thought over the last few days with all these people going to Japan, I'd love to see um, like kids come out of first 15, they finish seventh form, and then like it's like a scholarship scenario where the top 12 kids in New Zealand get scholarship to Japan. Mm. And, and those two, and there's, I think there's 12 teams in that top flight division. So if you send two kids to each team and alternate years a team takes on two kids and they from 18 play till 20 and learn to be like professional players, they like they might get 100 grand a year. It doesn't have to be a lot, like not to inflate them too much. And then they've got guys like Rich Moanga, Bodie Barrett, uh, uh, Brody Retallick, they've got those guys to learn off and they've got guys like Robbie Deans learning off them and then also they've got a mate there and then they've got a group of 12 of them in Japan as well and it develops the rugby there. Yeah, we'll lose one or two to Japanese rugby like Michael Leach type scenario thing but um, they'll come back as 20 year olds like ready to hit the ground super rugby ready players and they've they've kind of I don't know. I reckon if we get Robertson and we got um, Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown over there and we can kind of work in the, with the two, I think it'd suit both things. I heard someone on the morning this morning talking about we need to get into Japan a bit more and I reckon that could be a bit of a leg in there. Yeah, because let's face the long-term problem for New Zealand rugby is going to be finances. That's why these guys are going to France yeah. and Japan, because we can't match the salaries. And the other yeah. thing it'll do, if we're to believe what these players say when they're saying they're going to Japan to experience a different culture, we get them to experience that culture when they're 18 to 20. And I quite like the idea. I, when you started that, straight away, I'm going to be honest, I thought, I don't like that. Don't like taking kids. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about it. You've got the older All Blacks who are going for the last two years of their playing career with all of that experience, some young Kiwis to help foster them. So you book in the age spectrum of a Japanese team. A close, closer yeah. relationship with Japan isn't the worst thing because there's funding in there. You might create a, a relationship between Kobe and the Highlanders or, or Yamaha yeah. and the Chiefs or something like that and have a little pathway there. And we can take a couple of Japanese guys as well and help that. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, you, you hear about, like, Bodie Barra and um, Brodie Retallick, when they come back, they had to adapt back into a more physical game back in New Zealand. So these young fellas don't have to deal with the physicalness at that young age when they're still growing. They can go over there. I don't know, I probably overthought it a bit too much and thought that I hit the jackpot, but I just thought I'd 
like I say, I haven't rang before, and I've, I was pretty passionate about this, so I thought I, I'd ring and, uh, yeah, mention it to you. No, we need people like you with, a, it might be a crazy idea, but it can be fashioned into a wonderful idea, a collective idea, and then a compelling idea. So I really appreciate you thinking about it for a few days and, and then jumping on with me. I really do appreciate it. Ring any time, Thomas. No, thanks. Thanks for the call, Steffi. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Thomas, um, I th- originally thought that's way out left field, sending school kids to Japan. But thinking about it, it's a, it's a good life experience. They'll learn a new language. They're forced to grow up. Um, they train like crazy in Japan. Don't you worry about that. They train longer hours than Kiwi rugby players. Because when he was saying, you know, they can do their first... I thought that's what NPC's for. But go again... You're learning off TJ and Brody and Bowden and Richie. But what about he mentioned Michael Leach? That is how Michael Leach ended up over there. He yeah. did a bit of high school over there. Yeah, well, I think he went when he was fifteen, something 14, like that. 15. So these are guys that have done their schooling, and you'd set up a bit of a path. Um, you might lose one or two. Ryan Nicholas was another one who played for Japan. There's been a few, a sprinkling of New Zealanders and Pacific Islanders that have done it. Um, but wouldn't it be harder to then take a pay cut to come back to try and earn the black jersey? Because you can imagine if you win as 18 and in those two years of your development, now you're 20 and you're a bit of a rock star, the Japan rugby union say, you've only got to do one more year and we'll give you 600 grand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's harder to take a pay cut than it is to stay on less money when you know the pay increase is coming down mm. the track. You know, which what is I mean? my unite might need to go a step further in that New Zealand Japan relationship to get a a commercial relationship between the super franchises and some of the Japanese teams. Uh, it's a discussion point worth doing, and I really appreciate Thomas ringing up and doing that. Um, Dai from Manawatu said, "Staffy, there's no late night shopping at Terrace End anymore." What happened? What happened? I speak, have they jumped? Die? Have they jumped into line with the rest of the city and gone Friday night? That's what made Terrace End special. Because Friday night shopping was town. Thursday night Terrace End, get your stuffed um, potatoes. Who did that? It's the Stadens. The Stadens opened that stuffed potato shop around on Main Street there. Oh, I could reminisce all day, but we'll take a break. Do feel free to call and make some replacements for. Inevitably, 2024, uh, Dane Coles, Brady Retallick, Shannon Frizzell, Aaron Smith, two first fives in Bodie and Richie, um, possibly Sam Whitelock, not 100% sure, but Artie Savia as well. So we're going to need some new All Blacks next year. 0800 150 11, that's Midday Madness. Join in. Uh, welcome back in. You're always welcome to text 8833 Temper Bear Post text machine. I will get to those, but we've got calls on the line. So we go to Jeff from Ashburton. G'day, Jeff. Steph, how are you going, mate? You Good. well? Very well, Jeff. Hey, um, I hope it's loaded not too loud, but we're doing some river protection work. The Ashburn River and Richie McCaw actually are part of our business. Ah, there you go. Hey, there's a couple of things. The first one I want to look at is like bass and, uh, and razor. And they're just excessive to come from good old fashioned, enjoy it, have a beer, and, uh, you know, good old team spirit wins the game. I feel like that's. That's coming back in vogue, apart from those school teacher type coaches, isn't it? Guys that resonate with their players. Yes, absolutely. And the more fun you have, the more you want to win. And a guy called Nigel Walsh, and that's what I'm going to get to about a you know, 5 eight. But Nigel Walsh, who uh, two years unbeaten, except for a shield game, which they nearly won against Hawks Bay. But 
from South Canterbury is he's got a first five he bought in called Sam Brick out of Nelson. Yep. And that boy is one classy footballer. You know, he kicked he kicked about sort of eighty five percent, you know, with the uh, with the boot. His um his touch finding is probably the best I've ever seen and it would be up in the high nineties as uh, accuracy rate. He's um he's a really gifted, you know, all round complete first five, passes both ways. You know, with accuracy, reads the game well. And South Canterbury's success, so I sort of put down a lot to that young fella, Sam Briggs. And the unfortunate thing in the reality of the rugby world in New Zealand is he's probably going to have to leave South Canterbury to get to get high honours, maybe go back to Tasman or something, snag a, snag a Super 8, bit like the Marty Banks trail, actually. Yeah, I think Marty actually put a price on his head of, um, and sort of recognised his talent not so long ago, but Sam actually did play one game for the Marcos against Canterbury um, up in the end of spring. So he's done the roofing business, I think, for his parents, and uh, they want him full time, and, uh, you know, he's got business with his parents until they come to weave it before rugby. But plays for Maris, I think he's a Maris, he's still Maris first five. They beat the half of the team for the first time a few years ago. But he's, uh, he's young and uh, gutsy. And, um, I mean, yeah, Wellington better watch the staff when the Shield game comes up. There we go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye on him. I'm going to have a look out for him. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to have a look at some of the highlights. We'll have a look at the highlights of that final. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, even at Hawke's Bay last year, they were pretty unlucky, South Canterbury. A wee bit more rubber the green, they could have taken the Shield. Hawke's Bay would still look at that game and think, we got a hell of a fright. Yeah, well, that's a heck of an unbeaten run South Canterbury have got, hasn't it? Nigel Walsh, I mean, he's a guy. Why couldn't he coach at the high level as well? Oh, yeah, Nigel's a great guy. Well supported, you know, some Chris Garden coach, Gary Nettis, and some good old parents, um, good old South Canterbury players. Makes that sort of set up. But uh, Nigel, I think, played over 100 games for South Canterbury himself. Mm. Oh, I love those rugby people in the heartland of New Zealand. It's just wonderful. Hey, Jeff, fantastic talking to you. Great that you're working, clearing out the rivers down there too. You enjoy the rest of your day. Appreciate you calling. Good to you, mate. Cheers, buddy. That's Jeff from Ashburton. Uh, on hold, we've got Richie from Kapiti Coast. We'll take new sport and weather. We'll come back with Richie and anyone else that wants to call 0800 150 811. Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Welcome back in. We go down to the beautiful Kapiti Coast. Talk to Richie. G'day, Richie. Hey, mate. How are you? Very good, Richie. Hey, uh, just on replacements, um, like at halfback, wasn't Triple T selected a few years ago and then sort of pushed to the side? Yes. So could he be a replacement? Yes, he's sort of been. He's just fallen off the radar, Triple T. And, and I think it was around a size physicality type thing. He's a great distributor. Um, they seem to like a box kick. Maybe that wasn't good enough. I don't know. But he is a handy player and a good team man, Triple T. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. shout. And then for, like, Colsey's replacement, uh, what about his little protege, uh, Ricky Riccatelli? Riccatelli, yeah. So I'm trying to think. If Coles and if Cody Taylor did go, I feel like Cody might go a bit longer. We've got Samasoni Tokiahu who is probably the number one hooker now. Asafo Amur's been used a little bit as well. Yeah, hard to know. Ricky, is Ricky Riccatelli? I think he's a good, super, fantastic NPC player, good super player. All Black? 
Um, I, I guess you don't know unless you don't try, eh? Yeah, exactly. And look, it's, um, with all these players exiting, I think it's the time to get some of these younger guys into that all-black frame like they used to, you know. Don't make them an all-black. Just bring them in, get them used to the, the culture of the all-blacks. And, mm. then, you know, when, when, when their time is right, um, you know, I think that's where Razor and, and all that will know when it's time to bring these younger players through in, into that frame and, and put them on to start. Um, and then looking at first fives, you've got Perifeta, um Bryn Gatlin, I, th- I think he, he he just needs a little bit more time, but I think he's the only other outstanding player if you look at how he went last year. Yeah, I, I do feel like there might be, like for a World Cup all-black squad, is there anyone out there like Nehi Muldeskada who went to the, I think he went to the World Cup as an uncapped all-black. I might be wrong, but a very new all-black. Is there anyone that hasn't played in the all-blacks yet who might pop up in the in the all-black World Cup Scheme. I just I don't know if they're out there. Um, Perifeta will certainly go up the picking order. Um, and with Bodie and Richie Moonga both leaving, he's probably the incumbent, or maybe Damien McKenzie. I don't know. Yeah, and um, just on Thomas's call earlier about sending these young players to Japan, I think it's a great idea, mm. um, especially if you if if you can put them with a mentor, like you know you um, you get them to settle in with the likes of TJ or. Um, Bodie and that who have been over there, they've done it, you know, because you, you put a young kid in that situation, 18, 19, fresh out of high school, um, with with a bit of money in their back pocket, you know, they, you know, hopefully these kids have got better heads on their shoulder now, but, you know, you look at some of these NBA stars and that who get recruited straight out of high school um, or college and into NBA making millions and they blow it, you know, so having a mentor over there, um, with, with that sort of thing, would I think would go a long way with these young kids. And we've got well. a lot of New Zealand rugby coaches there as well. There's a lot of them. Oh, exactly. And not, you know, I think overall, you know, the All Blacks could set up a, a training a training thing over there where they could pull um, these kids into once, you know, between in the off season over there and and you know do any testing that they need and and help them out that way as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yes, yeah, so I think it's a conversation that's worth having and. You know, you never know what conversations are going on <clears throat> behind closed doors at New Zealand Rugby. That's probably something worthwhile doing. Um, and, and that's the thing. I think, um, you know, I think there's some changes ahead. You just look at um, Anoka heading off to Chelsea, and and that. So I think there's some signs to come of that. I think there's some people in there that are going to start making some changes, and and it, hopefully these conversations are being had. Yeah, brilliant, awesome, Richie. Good chatting, mate. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Take it easy. Have a good day. Richie out of the Kapiti Coast. You can join in. 0800 150 is our number. Um, I've just spied something, actually. Completely irrelevant, but I'm allowed to do that. Um, When I was talking to Paul Mawari yesterday about the pipeline, I picked the two winners. And I said Tyler Wright would win the women's. Um, She's made the final. It's on at the moment. Minute and a half to go. And she's just trailing. Carissa Moore's just caught a decent score. So um, hoping Wright to pick one up. And I said, John John in the men's, he didn't make the final. Jack Robinson against Leonardo Floravanti. In fact, I think Jack Robinson eliminated John John. Anyway, that's, uh, that's by the by. Um, 0800 150 I'll take a pause for a break. And when we come back, join in. Or I've got some good text messages and I'll start reading those out too. Welcome back in. Uh, some Ripper 
Suggestions have been made. Uh, we're trying to find out from you guys who you think might be wearing black jerseys next year. With the departing of Dane Coles, Brody Retallick, Shannon Frizzell, Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett, Richie Moonga. Haven't confirmed if Sam Whitelock has said he's done. Brad Weber, Ardi Savia. There are some first pick All Blacks there. Um, there are some first pick. Uh, potentially Cody Taylor, but we haven't put him on the list. Potentially Sam Kane. Haven't put him on the list, though. Um, hey, Steph, this is from Brian. All the replacements will come from the Hurricanes or the South Island, as there doesn't seem to be any All Black quality players in the Upper North Island, I think. LOL. <laughs> Hot on the heels of that. Ken. Zahn Sullivan, Blues. Hoskins, Satudu Blues. Kurt Eklund, Blues. Patrick Tupelodu, Blues. Peyton Spencer, Blues. Akira Yuani, Blues. Essendon Tuitupo. There's a new name for me. To name a few, there are plenty. Peyton Spencer, but soon. But soon. He's only allowed on limited minutes and sevens at the moment. Certainly for the future, Ken. I don't think for 2024. What would he be? He'd be 19. I've had 19-year-old All Blacks. Rico was 19, I think. He was a 19-year-old All Black. Um, 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 um. A few for the mix here, Steph, from Adam. Uh, Ricky Riccatelli and Samasoni. Samasoni, definitely. Already there. Uh, Flankers, Blackadder, Cullen Grace. Now, there's a name. Now, he broke his collarbone, I think it was, but he is back training with the Crusaders. And Stephen Perifetta for... um, Adam as well. Some good names there. Um, oh, and Dyer's told me there's no Friday night shopping at Terrace End either. It's Saturday shopping. I remember shopping at Terrace End Bookshop. I would have sold you your magazines. Die, potentially, as a very young chap. Um, um, I'm going to leave that one for now. <laughs> I need to I need to vet that one. Uh, this is why we need Razor coaching the All Blacks with all these young guys coming through after the World Cup. He is the perfect coach for assimilating youth into experience onto the international scene. Perfect coach for that. He's brilliant at talent ID, making them feel part of a big team. I can't wait for the announcement. Well, I can wait because that's what I'm used to with New Zealand rugby is waiting. Um Staff, a bit off topic, but wondering if you guys play the rugby super tipping game. And if so, is it possible for the peasantry, also known as listeners, to challenge the nobility, SENZ hosts, for bracking rights? Cheers, Mark Christchurch. We are going to play. I haven't I haven't registered yet. I must do that, actually. And that is, um, I've actually got a bit of paper with all that. All that detail written down. Stand by, callers. Here the, it is. The, everyone goes into the one pool. You can make your own little breakout um, competition. So oh, right. everybody that signs up, I, I, this is my understanding at least, is they're all in. You know, we're all in it together for ultimate bragging rights. But then you can also make out, make your own little breakout league where you and your teammates play against each other. So what you're saying, what I'm taking from that is that I should set up an afternoons group and people can join in that if they want and play with me and Sam and... You and whoever else. That could be a go, yeah, yeah. Mm. Let, let me let me double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's the. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> You're the pack go. peddling quick. Mm. Um, In fact, you can't do that at all. No, no. Let me let me check. So, SENZ Super Rugby Tipping 2023 is now open. You could win the ultimate New Zealand sports experience for you and a mate worth two and a half thousand dollars. Sign up and play now at tipping.senzradio.nz. Thanks, and please sign up yourselves, Ruben. Oh, I shouldn't have read those last couple of lines. So, yes, everyone at the station is going to sign up. That's gone out to all of us. Um, 
the whole lot, actually. People like Dan McCarty's on their email. Neeps, who's his way at the moment, had a shoulder reconstruction. Navit, who got smashed in the floods. Izzy's there. Kimberly, Kirsty, me, Watto, McIver, Kempe. So we'll all be in. The SENZ tipping comp. So what did I say the website was? Tipping.senzradio.nz. And we'll figure out if we can set up little subgroups and... Um, and I'll let you know, and we'll just, oh, it's afternoon's a bit naff. It's probably the one that's easiest to find. Uh, um, probably, what could I call it, Super PM? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, give us a yellow. Replace our, our All Blacks that are standing down, retiring, or going to Japan or France or wherever else they're going. 0800 150 is the number. And we're going to go down in... About six seconds to Wellington as we just transfer him from the phone box to the main desk, which has happened now. And it's Scott. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph. How you going? Good, Scott. Just since you're talking about the tipping, if um, since ECNZ had jumped in with the Warriors now, if, if you guys are going to do it one as well? I think there's an NRL one, and I think it's run out of Aussie, Manaya, is it? Yeah, there was an ECN uh, Aussie one last year. Um, but like you mentioned, uh, Scott, we do have a relationship with the Warriors this year, so let's see if we can't get one off the ground. I've heard whispers around the office. Oh, have you? But we haven't had the email come out, so so nothing yet. We, um, I mean, worst-case scenario, we just jump on the Aussie one, which, you know... Um, it's all good. Nothing like beating an Australian. I'll tell you what, you'll hear about it first here on uh, Afternoons on SENZ, Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, especially if Staffy's winning. Um, no, it would be it'd just be good if, yeah, no, to have, have one with the hosts on, or the hosts on as well. It just, just makes it that a little bit more fun. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. Yeah, I tell you what, and me, there's no joy me playing tipping comps because if I win, everyone says, well, you're supposed to, and if I lose, I'm a numpty. That's how it works. That's how it works. Well, you can, you can, you can take the the bragging rights from the World Cup with Argentina winning your sweepstake at least. That's it, mate. Do you know eleven people still haven't paid? Eleven of the thirty, whatever it was, haven't paid. Yeah, never I'll mind. Be, I'd be sending emails out every day if I was here. <laughs> yeah, that's a thought. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Zane from Parapara Umu and you. If you call us, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Oh, sorry for chucking a hole just before the ad break, Zane. Uh, I didn't quite see you. They hadn't come through to me, but always good to talk to you. No worries, my friend. I'm just about to jump out of the car at the golf course, so it's perfect timing. Sorry about hey, it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's all right, mate. It's all right. I'm sitting here admiring the uh, tenth fairway as I wait in the car here. Love A um, couple of points there. Um, tipping comp last year, mate, they had that um, host league. I don't know if you recall, but I ended up coming second or third in that thing without watching a single game of Super Rugby all year. <laughs> Um, I think that's the key to successful picking is don't watch the games. <laughs> don't try and predict what's going to happen because so, you'll be wrong. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think it's just taking the emotion out of if you don't watch. I just you know, basically you know, listen to what you guys are talking about and on the news and stuff and just went with my gut and, yeah, it works. So should have been putting money on it. So I'll be keen if you get the afternoons going up and up and running there. All right, we'll see. The, um, the, Z, the, the Z's comp, mate, Zane and Zane. Zane and Zane, yes, yes. If it's alphabetical, alphabetical order before ZZ week top. one, there you go, mate. ZZ tops. Oh, look, look ZZ at you staff. go. There you go. ZZ staff. Hey, hey um, on the up and coming players, I'm pretty sure it was on your show about a year ago. A couple of people ringing up adamant the next Dan Carter was playing um, first five in Christchurch, first fifteen. I don't know if you remember that. I'd be curious if anyone down in the village actually knows who they were talking about and how that guy's going on. 
um, whether he's, he's coming up through the ranks. I can't remember the guy's name. That does ring a bell. It up and he had a, yeah, a couple of calls about that. And um, Zion Sullivan, mate, I'm really excited if he actually gets a chance. I had a feeling with the way things were going, he was just not going to get that, that shot. But for me, the way he performed against the um, Irish last year for the Māori, I'd love to see that, that young fella in the mix. Boy, I, I like him and Balin. I like both the Sullivan boys. I think they offer something pretty special. There's a nice little hard edge to them. And one big thing that you can't coach in Zan Sullivan is vision and how far he can kick a ball. I mean, he can get you yeah. out of trouble. He, he's he got a heck of a boot on him. Um, yeah, I, I think no, he's a special player. He's already on one side each, mate. Oh. He reminds me a bit of um, a, was it Bruce Rayhunter, who used to play for the Māori, but never really got a crack at um, yep. Yep. the All Blacks. But he just he had everything every other country had won in a fullback, but just for some reason never got it. So I hope this is his chance, and um, he takes it. Yeah, I think Brucey Rayhunter ended up, a, he's a legend at Northampton. He, he oh, I think he played till he was about 37 or something like that. Yeah, great shout. Good just on a, you, Zane. Just a note, um, seven hours and three minutes, mate. Counting down. Till? The, wa- the Warriors, mate. What do you mean, Till? The, wa- the, wa- the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Let's mate. Go. It's a perfect yeah, day mate, for you. Paraparaumu Beach Golf. Go go home, watch yep. the Warriors. It's just perfect. What a weekend you're in for. Oh, mate, what a, what a week. All right, cheers, mate. Have a good one. Go well. There's Zane out of Paraparaumu, about to go and play on that beautiful course, um, beautiful links course of Paraparaumu. Very famously uh, at Paraparaumu, Manaia, I played there once in a trial. I used to play in all the trials knowing I'd never make teams, but they'd put on a tournament, call it a trial. And there's four par fives at Paraparaumu. I eagled three of them. Wow. In fact, I have heard this story. I used to live on the Kapiti Coast. <laughs> they talk about it. <laughs> and didn't break 80. <laughs> God, how's so he on the past threes? What, what happened? I'm six under on three holes. Yeah. I might have shot 79 or 80. No, it didn't break 80. It must have been 80. Where yeah. did you lose those strokes then? Just normal golf. All over the place. Like the part one, of the, it was a windy day, and two of the par fives were um, downwind, and summer, lots of roll. So I eagled 18, which was my first nine. I eagled that other one down there. Uh, 18 was just off the green, hold a long putt just off the green. The other one, I hold in a chip, and the other one, I hold in a nine iron from about. I don't know, 80 metres. It was just fluky. I don't do stuff like that. Tremendous. Staff Elka. Staff Elka. But then, you know, I was having bogeys and double bogeys and, you know, you're six under on those three par fives and you end up uh, eight over, so 14 over the rest of the uh, 15 holes. I saw Christian Cullen a couple of times at the gym in um, Paraparuma uh, and I saw him only twice. One time he went in there, he could not get a workout in because the amount of people who were harassing him for photos or to sign things. <laughs> uh, second time it happened again, never saw him again. Never saw him again. I think he's just like, this is too hard. He's got a home gym now. I reckon he's he got, would. He's got an awesome big home gym in his garage. Plays at Paraparumu most days, does Cully. But his home gym and his wife is an amazing, um, not bodybuilding, what do they call it, fitness, uh, all around thing, and she trains the house down and is amazing. And they've got a wicked home gym in their big double garage. Forget about parking your cars in the garage, it's a full-size gym. Forget about people punishing you at the gym for selfies. Yeah, that's it. All right, uh, coming up to one o'clock, remember after one we've got Kayleigh Bell. She is the um, warm-up act, the support act, the opening act for Ed Sheeran. Must be a dream come true for... 
one of New Zealand's best country singers. It's a bit different, but I'm looking forward to it. News with Johnny Mac first. So this is Kaylee Bell out of Waimati. She's going to be our guest very soon. So I just want you to get used to her music. Have a little listen along. It's very cool. Actually, am genuinely enjoying having just discovered a new singer. Having said that, I watched her on The Voice. I don't even know what year that was. So I feel like it's about five years ago. No, no, no. I think that was last year. Was it only last year? Last year or the year before? Yeah. Okay. That was very recently. Okay. Yeah. So I followed her through that. Gosh, feels like it was long ago. Followed her through that path, and it was like a New Zealander, and she sang a song about Keith Urban, which we'll we'll talk to her about. Um, and it's not like pure country, is it? Very easy to listen to. Great windows down, driving along coastal road of New Zealand with the sun coming in, aircon on your feet. Dirt roads, dirt old roads, cars. bit of dust. Yeah, dog just died. Dog just died. <laughs> Sleepy-eyed cow. <laughs> so Kaylee Bell will be coming up very soon. Um, gonna time to get through some of these text messages. Um, now this one, I'm not going to say who sent it, but they're pretending to be Zaid because it says, "Hi, it's me, Zaid," and it's not. But Zade, someone's someone's impersonating you. You're famous, Zade. What about the heat? Bring back Munro. Also, Brendan McCullum, Bears. So good. Can Southie beat Bears? Also, Super Rugby starts soon. The Blues win it. And this year, Finley Christie will play hooker when Tane Coles retires. <laughs> Thanks, anonymous texter who started with, hey, it's me, Zade. I know it's not you, Zade. Uh, hi, staff. Bit off topic, but wondering if you guys play the Rugby Super Tipping Comp. If so, is it possible? Oh, I've read that one. Yep, we're, we're all over that. We're going to try and set up a separate group. I'll keep you abreast of that. Uh, we'll have a look at it after the show today. Um, I asked who Essendon Tui Tupo is, and Ken tells me, because when I saw that name, it is, in fact, Sam Tui Tupo's son. He's playing 12, currently in the Blues, backup squad, but still young. Thank you, Ken. Excellent. I love um, I love pedigree like that. Um, here's one from Adam. I've picked players who haven't played for the All Blacks yet. Hooker, Makaleo or George Bell. We've had a few for George Bell as well. Very promising. Locks, Fabian Holland. Blindside number eight, Gardner. Crusaders, I think his name is. And Marino Makali'itu'u. Can't spell his name, sorry, but I know who you mean. I'm a fan of his. Halfback. I feel there are lots to pick from. No one stands out yet. That's fair. I think there's going to be some some strides made this year in the nine jerseys because imagine being a nine on the cusp and you heard that Aaron Smith's off and you've heard that Brad Webber's off. 
So we've got Finley Christie, Falao Fakatava. I felt like Finley Christie, through no fault of his own, may have fallen out of favour a little bit. Not to lose a black jersey, but maybe his pecking order. Opportunities there. And that's the thing about hooker and half halfbacks. They always have three. First five, first five Sam Gilbert was awesome there for the uh, Highlanders last year. Uh, and Ruben Love, and for the future, Cam Miller. Ruben Love, very much looking forward to him taking a step up this year as well. I thought Aidan Morgan um, looked to the goods, but didn't really kick on last year. Um, not giving up on him, though. Uh, also, I know our backs are kind of sorted, but are players like Rico signed beyond next year? I think Rico is, yes. There are a few. I was tempted to go to New Zealand Rugby and just ask for... Um, contract status of the current All Blacks I wouldn't get that time back so I've decided not to I don't think they'd give it to me uh, Roderick Solo All Blacks next year he has been phenomenal in the sevens what a superstar he is young rapid good ball skills that's a good shout texter like that one um, Replacement halfback, I think they'll be looking at County's boy Cam Royguard. I mentioned that already. He was one of our star players uh, in our weekly awards last year. Very good. He'll be at the Hurricanes. Good, mature head on his shoulders too. Very impressed with him. Um, how many others? Are? Staffy, a couple of young guys. Shay Clark at six. Big, young and fast. Currently in New Zealand Sevens with Peyton. And and he said, this Caleb Tangitau is a winger in his first season with the Blues. They're saying he's faster than Rico and 110 kegs and 20 years old. Ken, you're a talent spotter personified. I can't wait to see this. As soon as I see faster than Rico and 110, look out. Another one for George Bell. From Craig, <clears throat> have you been keeping up to date with the progress of Richard Barnes, who is attempting the first solo kayak crossing of the Tasman? Apparently he's currently hundreds of kilometres off the south of Stewart Island. He would make for a good interview. Hundred off the south? He'd be cold. Sounds busy. <laughs> he sounds like he'd have his hands full. I think you mean once he's finished, Craig. We'll put that in the future uh, folder. That's definitely Craig. See, you know the type of people I like talking to. That's one of them. Um, Staff, you must have been a frequent flyer at Vertigen's Delicatessen at Boys Height. Yes, a few years back. Amazing food, great memories. Growing from the water. But yes, Vertigen's Max, Max Vertigen and Lee Vertigen, the son, cycled for New Zealand. But yes, the small goods shop before there were small goods shops. Amazing food in there. Oh, the memory lane. Staffy, Thursday nights, I was packing groceries at Savemore on the corner of Terrace End. I remember Savemore too, and I was 14 years old. Did we win last week? My horse won. We didn't win Show Me The Money. Uh, I think you were the only one of the four legs that won, Barry, and yours was paying the most. I know I took Ireland 12 and under. They won 13 and over in a fantastic display. Um, um, and another one says, I'll get to that one later because... We've got an appointment with um, Kaylee Bell and we've told her quarter past. So we're going to take our ad break right now. And when we come back, uh, country singer Kiwi Waimati's own Kaylee Bell will join the show after this break.
Uh, you could be excused for thinking we're listening to Timmy Wynette or Jewel or Dolly Parton, but it's New Zealand's own. In fact, why Maddie's own Kaylee Bell joins the show now. Kaylee, in a very busy schedule, I really appreciate you talking to us today. No, thanks for having me. It's been been fun. Have you ever? I'm going to start. Actually, I'll start that again. I've never interviewed a country pop slash <laughs> singer on my show. Have you ever been interviewed on a sports radio station? Well, that's a really good question, and I actually don't think I have. So this is a this is first for both of us. Well, this is groundbreaking, you and me, and I'm all about it. I'm all about it. We've been we've been playing your songs out today and getting the people used to your music. The Thank thing you. I'm struggling with is, it's not. This is my uneducated country head, right? It's not classic country, is it? What? How do you describe your genre? Is it country pop? How do you describe it? Yeah, I mean, I think I call it country pop. Um, just because, you know, like I think there's a lot of pop sentimentalities, like the melodies and things that um, I have in my music are very pop kind of influence, but then obviously lyrics and just, you know, having grown up on country music, that's just always going to be there and vocally as well. So it's kind of like Shania, you know, like Mutt Lang produced that as rock music, but you put Shania's voice on it and it becomes country. So I, I, I think it's a similar kind of thing. Because when you're talking, you've got quite a Joe Average voice, but when you're singing, do you have to gargle something <laughs> to give it the country, the countryfy your voice? God, I'm so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really, I think it's just like I started singing country when I was four years old. So I think it's just like you just naturally grow an ear for what you're surrounded by, right? And I was, you know, surrounded by 90s country and just learned to sing that way. Um, which is really, yeah, it is quite a bizarre thing. Um, so can can but, you sing I mean, can you sing without a countryfied voice? No, I can't. Wow. And it's funny because I know like Keith's the same. Like people always ask him the same question, and it's like you actually can't. Like that's just that's just my voice now. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So Keith, Keith, how Keith. big a part of your life is the song and the person? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the song has absolutely changed, you know, my life in terms of music and career. Um, obviously, having done it on The Voice in Australia, and it kind of introduced me to a really mainstream audience for the first time, which was really, really nice. Mm. Um, and then Keith's been a big part as well, you know, massive influence growing up. And I moved to Australia when I was 21 and won a competition called Star Maker that Keith actually won at the start of his career, and I was the first Kiwi um, since him. So... Through that, we got connected and I've had the chance to jump up with him on a few tours and he's just been, you know, such a, I don't know, huge kind of role model to me, but also to have him in my corner and to know him is just like really, really insane. It's funny you say that that song on The Voice <clears throat> brought you to mainstream. That's when I very first ever heard of you myself because I love those music talent shows because I love people getting an opportunity to showcase their talents and potentially live their dreams. So... It, it, it was an amazing thing, and then it was the song about him and the look on his face when he realised it was about him and the other judges all about him. Did, can you remember clearly that moment when the seats were turning around to face you because they wanted to mentor you? Absolutely. Um, those shows are really crazy because you spend a lot of time sitting around. So we didn't film till about midnight. I think I um, finally got out, and it was um, it was a massive risk, you know, like 
I had no idea what to expect um, and kind of took a massive risk singing a song about Keith to Keith. You know, that was mm. always going to be a huge, like this could go a number of different ways. Um, so incredibly, like I obviously remember everything because it was like one of the most terrifying moments of my life and just was so stoked when I remember he turned first and I was just like, oh my goodness, we're good now. Like someone's <laughs> turned, we're good. Um, and then the other guys followed and obviously it would have been a dream to have, you know, been mentored by him, but just the way the voice kind of works now, they brought in a new a new addition where you could block people and Keith got blocked, which was really, really gutting um, to not have that chance to work with him. But again, it was just like, it was such a cool thing to do and a, a good reminder of putting yourself out there and doing scary things sometimes because for me, like you said, it introduced me to a mainstream market and people that had never heard of me, which was, has been such a joy in the last six months to um, get out and play shows and have people singing the song. And it's cool because while while there is a category, a genre of music called easy listening, I wouldn't call your songs in that easy listening genre, but your songs are very easy to listen to. They're very comfortable. They can fill your car. They can fill your lounge. Manai tells me his wife is a massive fan, so he listens to you <laughs> a heap as Thank well. Is that, is that the aim to make it? What's the aim when you write a music and record a song? What's your aim? What's, what's the vehicle of your song to bring people? Sure. Well, I think country music is just, you know, all about relatability. And like you said, it kind of seems to suit any time of day. And it's just kind of, it's such a nice genre because it's sort of, you know, there's songs for weddings, there's songs to dance, there's sad songs. And that's what I've always loved about country. But for me, I guess, I don't know where this came from, but I've always wanted to play stadiums. And so always in the back of my mind where I'm writing songs, I'm always thinking about how it's going to translate to playing it live. And we've put a lot of emphasis on the live show probably in the last sort of couple of years um, and especially now that, you know, we can get back playing, um, I've got a really solid little band. And so now it's kind of like, I really do think about that as well because I've always wanted to grow country music in, in this country. And, you know, I think it's, it was always going to come through the live thing. And um, yeah, it's just been so fun now to be able to play these songs as I imagined in stadiums, you know? Speaking of stadiums, um, Sky Stadium in Wellington, obviously <clears throat> the opening act for Ed Sheeran. And I just mentioned to Manai actually that you have played to a bigger crowd in Wellington than the All Blacks ever have in Wellington. Cop, what? cop that. They've never That's had insane. that. They've never had that many people because the, the fans aren't allowed on the field. But at Ed Sheeran's gig, which you were at, they're allowed on the field. So 50,000 plus. Um, stadiums. Playing in front of a stadium, having all those people singing along to your songs. How buzzy. It's honestly just the craziest thing. Like, as I said, it's kind of something that I've always dreamed of and I've watched a lot of Shania growing up and, you know, and even just going to Nashville for the last 14 years, it's like every show I've been to has been like stadium shows. And so to have that happening back here in New Zealand now is um, – it's amazing because, you know, coming from New Zealand, it's like country is not the easiest genre to play, you mm. know, but to have these opportunities happening now, um, I feel like we're starting to, you know, shift the dial a little bit and kind of put country back on the map here, um, which feels really, really exciting, to be honest. Yeah, because country here is, I guess you could call it niche, but having listened to your music... It- I feel like it's only like a, a half a step away from becoming mainstream because it is so easy to listen to. So you're doing a great job. And that Manoj just mentioned to me that the, peop- the, the number of people at the Wellington Stadium is the entire population of South Canterbury. 
I was going to say, is there a Waimati connection in there? Because I was like, there's definitely more people there than in our town. We grew up in. <laughs> where, do you spe- where do you spend your time? How, how does your year shape up, or is every year different? Well, to be honest, I just really don't like winter. So for the last 14 years, I have escaped winter and kind of followed the sun. So I spend, you know, this part of the year in between Australia and New Zealand. And then from kind of May, June onward, I get to Nashville and spend six months of the year over there. So it's it's kind of a beautiful thing, the way that the seasons work um, mm. and the touring. It's kind of, you know, opened up that opportunity to still, because, you know, obviously, having a career in New Zealand is still so important to me. It's, you know, it's where you grow up. It's, it's where you want to be, but it's also really difficult. Um, so it's, um, it's really, yeah, it's been an awesome way to kind of make the year work by swapping between Nashville, New Zealand and Australia. Just from talking to you, I think um, the number one part of your job is performing in front of people and that's cool. But can, can you give us a split of like your time, your energy into performing and then how much time you spend in creating and writing and rehearsing, and have you got much time to just blob and do nothing? Yeah, that's a good question. So I actually, I'm independent, um, so I don't have a label, and I'm also self-managed. So a lot of my time is also admin, um, Mm, mm. which I really, really love and I really enjoy, and I think it's been a big lesson in learning, you know, the business side of music. It's, um, It's good to know what's going on in your own career, and I've been doing it long enough now that I, I kind of wouldn't want it any other way. So... I um I try and spend my time in Nashville when I'm there in the middle of the year writing um, every day. And Nashville's an amazing town, you know, like that's people's job. It's their nine to five. It's no different to going to an office job. It's like people literally drop the kids at school and go and write songs for <laughs> wow. the day. Like it's, it's insane. So that's where I get a lot of like productivity, I guess, around writing is while I'm in Nashville. And I kind of usually just spend that time writing. And then um, the playing obviously has just really taken off back here and in Australia. So yeah, I think um, I'd like to obviously step up the touring thing in America in the next kind of 12 months, but I still find that that's just where I love writing the music as well. Because you're in the home of, you know, you're the home of country music, but also just like the home of music. Like Nashville is just like so many people from LA and New York have moved there in the last five years because it's just this incredible town for music. So, yeah, that's kind of how I split my time and then admin just pretty much takes up all my spare time. <laughs> is Nashville, have they got like got a concert on every night somewhere? Oh, so much music. Like you never know what day it is in Nashville and it's something that I've always loved about that place. It's um, And it's kind of, you know, it's something for everyone too. It's like you don't have to necessarily go and dance or watch a massive show. There's like songwriter rounds where you go and have dinner and just like beautiful stripped back kind of acoustic songwriter mm. rounds going on and just so much stuff happening that oh, you, can't, you I just feel like you can't not enjoy Nashville, um, even if you're not a massive country fan. You know, it's just it's this incredible town that has a lot of respect for music. We talked about the style of music and how you want you want it to be easy to listen to and how to resonate. What what provides you with a creative space? to get the right lyrics, to get the right melodies? Are you a shut yourself away? Have you got a favourite lounge? Have you got a little cafe with headphones? How do you go about creating you? Yeah, um, I mean, it happens differently, like every song, I guess. But I'm not one of those people that tuck myself away and write for, you know, weeks on end. It's like I'm constantly inspired. And so my phone is just full of lyrics and melodies and notes and you know, once I've got a few ideas, then I'll sit down and write something. Or I really love co-writing. That's been a big part of my national sort of 
um, trips has been going and riding with two or three other people in the room at once. And that seems to be kind of like the perfect kind of number is three in a room, a producer and the hit, a top liner and a rider. And um, that's been a really fun way to explore as well. So just constantly inspired, I guess, by life and people and, you know, relationships. Everyone wants to know, what's Ed like as a bloke? He seems such a champion, normal bloke. Oh, he is the coolest. I can't even. Like, <laughs> he is hands down one of the coolest humans I've ever met. Like, he's just funny and really aware and smart, you know. Like, we've just totally decked over songs and songwriters the last few weeks. And, and I think the, the most beautiful thing about this whole thing has been the team that he has around him are so phenomenal and generous and they all say like they're like yeah but it comes from the top which is Ed obviously and he wants that culture and they're British so they're funny and awesome and I honestly can't speak highly enough like this tour has been like such a life-changing tour for us and the only way we would ever want to kind of operate moving forth and we're going to be really really sad when it's over. And the cool thing is um, it's exposing you to New Zealanders and like your passion is to expose country music to New Zealanders lots of New Zealanders go and watch Ed Sheeran and then you get up there they ain't going to be disappointed that must warm your heart that people are reacting having seen you heard you for the first time. Absolutely I mean it doesn't get much better than that and you know, the way that it's happening too, it's with the live band and it's on this phenomenal stage. And it's like, sometimes I think in life, it's all about kind of being exposed in the right environment, you know? Like I could stand and play, you know, 2,000 pub gigs and people don't get it. But the minute you put on the show that, you know, is what you've been working on, we've been working on the show for a long time. It's like, ah, it's like the penny drop kind of moment. And so, yeah, we're just grateful to Ed for having us, to allow us to actually put our show on, you know, as we as we want to play. So what's next? Once the Ed Sheeran um, wave of amazingness in your life comes to an end, how far <laughs> how far how far out have you mapped uh, your near future? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be spending a lot more time in the states, um, but before that, we're actually going to do a, a nationwide tour. So we're going to be heading out through New Zealand. Um, and actually, you know, head down south and see people and put on some shows, which I'm super excited about because it's the first time. I think it's the first time I've actually ever done this. So headline some shows right through New Zealand. Yes. Um, which is so cool. Um, and yeah, just a lot more music this year. I think um, I just can't wait to just keep pumping the singles, wrap it into a record and um, yeah, just get out and play a lot more. And so we should encourage people to come along to your concerts once 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 that bloke called Ed's buggered off. Um, go back out, <laughs> go back out and see uh, Kaylee, and maybe take along a sign that says "We love Why Maddie" on it. That would work. That would work. Manaya knows the success rate of that. It's a thing. <laughs> I think we could start a thing. <laughs> I'll put the template up on social media so everyone can print it out at their place. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, my friend really wants me to become the mayor of Waimedi, so I'm kind of going to become on a bit of a rampage, I reckon, for that to happen as well while we're at it. <laughs> hey, Kaylee, what's the best way for people to that are listening now to maybe have a listen to you for the first time? Um, is it, you search your, your name on Spotify. Have you got a Facebook thing? Have you got Instagram going? What's the best way to keep up with you and your dates and, and how we can uh, more interact with you? Yeah, sure. Um, just Kaylee Bell, just K-A-Y-L-E-E, Bell. Um, music on pretty much everything, actually, and just always make sure it's got the blue tick. Um, yeah. means it's official, but yeah, Kaylee Bell music across everything. And I, like I said, I run my own career, so I, I love hearing from people and I love 
yeah, talking to people online is great. Awesome, Kaylee. <clears throat> well, highlight of my week, talking to a country singer and we're playing your music. Um, you can tune into the frequency, actually, 1476 in Auckland here and you can hear some of your music being played back interspersed with talking to All Blacks and talking to rugby and cricket and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a perfect mix. Really appreciate you That's chatting amazing. to us today. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. There she is, New Zealand Kaylee Bell. Go and have a listen to her music. Uh, go and track her down on Spotify, her playlist, YouTube, wherever you want. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, we'll take a break. New Sport Weather. We'll come back with TRB Chat. Brother Bellas in the back, sweet singers in the front. Oh, hot, hot sun, hot, hot sun, uh, Cyclone Gabriel on its way. Uh, no hot, hot sun here this weekend by the sounds of things, just the more wind and rain. Happy days, who would have thought it's February? Anyway, let's head down to the mighty Waikato and Brendan Popperwell. B-Pops, welcome in. Hey, Steph. Yes, uh, we're all bracing with ourselves, aren't we? And, of course, up your way, far out. It's the last thing you need is a, is a cyclone coming in. Yeah, well, the scary thing is, like, the ground is so wet, that, and cyclones are normally more wind than rain. I'm just worried about the number of trees are going to get put over because of the soft ground. The, uh, the roots will be virtually ineffective to high winds. So hunker down, folks, uh, and uh, tune into um, Tabby Trackside, have a wee dabble, have a wee punt. Uh, Pops, where should we have a wish we start? Yeah, well, I'll start on some basketball first of all. I'll just touch on a, a game that's currently happening uh, at the moment. And one punt has laid down $3,000 on the Cavs-Pistons game to be total points over uh, 219 points. Uh, that was a bit placed at $2.03. Uh, and, and I'll just quickly uh, go to that match now. Where does that game sit uh, at the moment? And uh, it's 32-14, and we're into the second quarter uh, of that match. I think the second quarter has just started. So, uh, yeah, 32-14 in that one. And the other one that's taken some interest is the Raptors and the Spurs. Total points under 233 points uh, at $1.87. So they're our two sort of big NBA bets uh, watches for the day. I do want to talk about some cricket. And there's a cricket game on at the moment, uh, Steph, which, of course, is the Super Smash uh, Semi. Uh, and it does involve... Uh, the Northern Brave, uh, they're taking on uh, the Otago Volts. And the Otago Volts are trying to chase down 200. Uh, and it looks like they might have just lost a wicket. So you can jump on tab.co.nz. You can follow that match uh, with live betting. You can view it as well. Uh, Otago is 75 for three. Uh, things are just suspended at the moment. But Otago are sort of out to that $6 zone uh, at the moment. And the Indian Test match, uh, India-Aussie. Boy, I think this is going to be an exciting test match. It's a there. monster. Yeah. Man, it's going to be huge. And, of course, you've got the politics already of uh, of how the pitch is, is presented. Uh, are India nervous? Um, <laughs> but, of course, this is what you get with uh, the, a home series. You're always going to get a pitch in your favourite. It's about testing uh, Australia and the other teams that are coming to your home country. So India well backed at $1.63. Our biggest bet in this match, Steph, is 2000 on India. Uh, head-to-head at a $2 quote. So as you can see there, uh, massive movement in that market to see them 163 favourites. Wow. 
Amazing. Super Bowl. It's a tick. It's it's a slow tick tock of the clock before we know it. It's going to be honest. We've got live commentary here on SENZ on Monday. I think coverage starts uh, on here at about 11.30 or 12 o'clock, but we'll have the full play-by-play. And it's a, it's a game of American football that captures New Zealand. It does. It does. And, and to be honest with you, there will be a lot of people, this is the one and only game they watch. It's a bit like the Melbourne Cup for some people, isn't it? Like, this is the time where they'll tune into horse racing, they'll watch the Melbourne Cup, they have their little flutter, and that's what we see as well with the TAB. This is a game where uh, they'll work something out, they'll try and uh, bet into something extravagant, or they'll back a team that they do like. What we're seeing so far uh, leading into this game, staff, there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans out there that were liking their $2 price. Uh, there's been a little bit of movement around that that 197 We've just taken another $500 uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs so far uh, this morning at that $5 price. In terms of the Eagles, they do hold uh, sort of 55% of the head-to-head money at, at present. And the best back uh, power play is A.J. Brown, 50 receiving yards in each half. And the Eagles win by 1-13. to 13. Oh, sorry, so that's the, the, the power play. Uh, A.J. Brown, 50 or more receiving yards in each half. And the Eagles, 1-13, to 13, is also taking some money in the winning team and margin market. Fantastic. All right, um, fantastic catch-up, BP. Lots to look forward to. Steph, catch you, man. Cheers, buddy. Uh, tab.co.nz or the TAB app. Lots of specials, lots of uh, bonus backs and multi-busters. Uh, the whole shebang. I was just mentioning um, the Super Smash Cricket. I'll just sort of uh, find out what's happening with England against the New Zealand 11, the men's 11. Uh, England have just... Are we... It's day one, session one. It's not. England are all out for 465. Interestingly... Seven of the 11 batters had a strike rate of over 100 in a, in a Red Bull game, including a, a 97 off 71 for Brook and an 85 off 50, 55 uh, by Lawrence. This bloke hit Brook hit nine sixes and seven fours. Gee whiz. Um, Bowling-wise, good to see Cole Jamison got through 15 overs of work. Of course, it was workload that was the big concern for him, um, but managed to get three for 65, so not the worst. Uh, other wicket-takers, Salia got two for 86 off 11. Uh, Mackay got three for 72 off 14. Uh, Davey and Ashok, the other wicket-takers, with one each. So the only bowler used was uh, Van Workham who failed to take a wicket with 8 for 78. So it looks like play is going to commence at 2 o'clock. Um, there's no sign of any covers on the on the pitch, so New Zealand will be commencing their first innings. Uh, the openers are listed at the moment as Coming and O'Donnell. And O'Donnell. Right, if you want to play Show Me the Money this week, you can be the fourth spoke in our four-spoked wheel. Myself, Manaya. And Finn Basimo, we will pick a leg each. Uh, you can chuck in your leg, and hopefully we get all four right. $50 TRB bonus bet will be chucked on. 0800 to be part of Show Me The Money. Show you the money. Not, not so show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money time. Uh, us three here and one out there. Um, eight callers. Spin the wheel. What does it land? We've got a random. It actually doesn't make a sound, but we try and make it sound like 
There is a wheel spins and it lands on number four. Who's on line four? It's Damon. Damon from Palmy. G'day, Damon. How you going, boys? All right? We're going great guns, mate. Now, you can have a choice. You can either have first pick or last pick. Or I'll go first pick since I've got one all lined up. Get amongst it. Okay, I would like to take Ireland and the Six Nations 12 and under. That's what I took last week and it stiffed me. Okay. Show me the money. How much is that paying, Manoa? Ireland, you said Ireland 12 and under. Why isn't that opening? Here we go. Ireland, France. Oh, that's the monster game. It's you, the you monster know, game. You know I panic when I have to push these buttons, Steph. Yeah, $2.60. $2.60. Okay. Um, let's go to Finn Basimo. What have you? What amongst the NBA have you found, Finn? Honestly, pretty basic one today. Didn't get too creative. But uh, LA Clippers, head-to-head against the Mavs, they're going to take a dub. When is that? Today or tomorrow? It's today. 4, oh, 4 p.m. K- kicking it off today at 4 o'clock. Oh, big match. Kyrie debut for the uh, for the Mavs here today. So Why could be an interesting one. It? Here it is. Clippers, Show Mavs. Are you taking Clippers just straight up I'm win? I'm taking Clippers straight win. $1.29. Oh, we're not going to get rich off that. No, okay. Manaya, yours please. We have to have the Super Bowl in this, don't we? Because we won't be back on here until after the Super Bowl. That's correct. So there needs that to is be correct. a bit of Super Bowl action. I've watched Pat Mahomes uh, in, in Super Bowls before. Mm. I think he's due. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't sound too... Uh... I'm just scared. How wide open is this? Uh, we're going to go Pat Mahomes, as uh, Paul Mighty calls him. Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, two, oh. $2.25. Oh, show me the money. Show me the money. Yes, show him the money. All right. I am going into the Indigenous slash Māori All-Stars game. And I'm going to take an anytime try scorer. He's big. He's greedy. He's a centre in the Indigenous side. And his name's Jack Whiten. And he's paying $2.37. Show me the money. Show me the money. Now, I just have to quickly go and find uh, the Super Bowl one so we can figure out how much it's paying, Manaya, because I don't know yeah, that you've sorry. been I don't know that you've been putting it into the little slip. Oh, I've been barely keeping up with the buttons, Steph. Yeah. Uh, you know this. Uh, just quickly, Damon, do, do you have a... Um, are you swaying either way on the Super Bowl, Matt? Um, no, no, I'm not too sure about the Super Bowl. Okay. But I'm glad we've got one on. It gives me some decent interest on Monday. That'll be cool if yeah. we're still live. Right, I can tell you that if I put 50 on that, whoops, that didn't work. How does that work? 50, that doesn't work. It's, oh, yes, it has worked now. We are up to win $834.20. Wicked. Wicked. Let's Wicked, that's awesome. And we can start today. you know if that Clippers game's televised? Um, yeah, ESPN 1 should be. At 4 p.m. Oh, man, I'll be able to watch something when I get home. Perfect. Yes, sir. After work. We're just providing free entertainment with you all weekend, Damon. I love it. I love it. I love all the games. Can't wait to get amongst it. Awesome, mate. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Damon. You, you too. Thank you. Cheers, Bye. buddy. Damon, so let's just uh, review that. We've got uh, the LA Clippers at four. I don't know if we've ever done a Tuesday afternoon, a Thursday afternoon to kick us off. So much pressure on you, Finn, because if that's dead, you've ruined Damon's weekend.
He's so excited for it, and if the Clippers don't win, it's on you. I, I back Finn's... Uh, basketball uh, judgment. Yeah, basketball judgment, but also Kyrie Irving, I reckon he's going to set a record for tanking a team. <laughs> Staff, it's going to be one game. Staff, I feel really hurt Why? Thinking, that, thinking that the Clippers aren't going to win today. Like they're definitely going to win. I don't know anything about who's good between the Clippers and Mavs, so I trust you because well, anyone over 6'2", you trust them on basketball now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dallas's best player isn't playing today, so... Oh, there you go. There you go. Simple. Um, well, and Dirk's not playing either. Yeah, he's, he's here. <laughs> Did you have him around last night, Dirk Nowitzki? Oh, I, I really can't say, Steph. Okay. I really can't say where he's at. It's just, I, I'm sure you understand. NDA. Yeah. Well, not an NDA. It's more of a mates thing. You oh, know, yeah, you just yeah. look after mm, your mates, that mm, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, cool. And then we've got Ireland 1 to 12 against France. That is early crow, but this will probably decide the Six Nations, I would imagine, this game. Um, Ireland 1 to 12 over France. Then we go to tomorrow night, Saturday night, Jack Whiten, anytime try scorer. Um, I was going to go Latrell Mitchell, um, but some wise person this morning told me a stat, Manai. Latrell Mitchell has failed to cross the chalk in four appearances for the uh, Indigenous All Stars team. Mm, and he was only a dollar eighty-seven or something. So I've gone Jack White and out in the centres there. He loves a crash over, loves it in Origin, loves a wrestle at his thirtieth birthday, loves it. Two dollars thirty-seven, and then Pat Mahomes and dollars to donuts. The winning Super Bowl team, the quarterback wins the MVP. A- absolutely, because I've steered them to a Super Bowl win. So two twenty-five for him, and as I say, eight thirty-four. 26 is how it all eventuates. Uh, take our last break this hour. We'll come back and tell you what's coming up. Uh, just clean up a couple of texts for you. Um, someone just told me that the England cricket match is a pink ball match. Thank you, Ken, from Papamoa. So they're playing pink ball against the New Zealand 11. Um, and the New Zealand innings getting underway in a couple of minutes, so I'll keep you up to date with that. Um, Small Town Friday Nights. <clears throat> Kaylee Bell, it's a ripper. Thanks for the interview. A lot of support for Kaylee Bell. Um, another great Kiwi doing their thing we'll have to get her on my Spotify rotation here she is playing in the background great interview Simon from I actually really enjoy the non-sports interviews I do Um, and she was just such a breath of fresh air so check out Kaylee Bell K-A-Y-L-E-E Bell we all know how to spell Bell Zaid um, I know you asked me on here the other day if you can come in and preview the UFC 284 Volk against Markachev. I'm actually doing the run home show tomorrow, Zaid, so we can't do it. Um, I think Watto is uh, doing this show, and then I'm on with Beaver doing the run home. Um, all the others weren't available, so they've kicked me off my show and put me into Beaver's, and that'll be a bit of fun. So um, it's good fun. We, we work with different producers and different operators, different hosts. Uh, more text you should see about getting Warner Derns on about being a school lad in Japan playing rugby, and he's now a test player for Japan. And, of course, Tanya Dern's son and his dad, Grant, is also a good coach. And Warner went to Japan when his dad was coaching there and just stayed. I think he's yet to turn 21. He is a big unit. He is a big unit. Um, Where else have we got here? Has anyone mentioned Maka Springer as an upcoming New Zealand talent? They haven't until you just did, Merkin. He is a big, big talent. I know um, James Marshall, who's the backs coach for the Crusaders, is a big fan of Maka Springer as well. He labelled him at this time last year. And someone else has said, Zach Gallagher at lock. He is a big unit. We've got a big unit in studio now. 79 test matches, I think it was. Ian Carmo-Jones will be joining us straight after the news with John McNeil. We're talking rugby and swimming with Carmo. 
That's Summer by Kaylee Bell. Ian Carmo Jones is in studio. You liked that tune, didn't you? Well, yeah, I like the idea of summer. I haven't bloody had one yet. <laughs> I'm a little bit over that. You live uh, in Auckland, you're from Northland, your two provinces have been spashed. I know. She must have been um, singing about a distant past memory, <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine what she is, but uh, well done to her and, um, you know, headlining with uh, Ed Sheeran. How cool. It's very cool. Very cool, mate. Um, we're going to talk about your um, post-rugby uh, escapades and a, and a really important thing that you're going to be doing but we'll do that in the next quarter of an hour um, but just seeing I've got you in a really good rugby brain I love talking rugby with you in the first hour we were talking about how do we replace all of these you know Coles has announced retirement Frizzell, Ritalik, Smith, Barrett, Moonga, Whitelock, Savia the list goes on um, but just the, the we had a call about getting closer ties with Japan and it was a really interesting call. And when the guy started talking, he said, we take a top 12 guy, send them to Japan, and then they bring them back and all that sort of thing. And I sort of warmed to the idea. But the overarching thing is something's going to have to change. We need some innovation. We can't just keep doing what we're doing in rugby in New Zealand. We'll start from the top, staff here, and say no idea is a dumb idea. You say yes to everything, and you think about the details. How can we work it out? And the final decision or the final uh, tool that you have, maybe not exactly that same idea that one of your callers uh, phoned in, but the genesis will be started like that. So we do mm. absolutely have to have out-of-the-box thinking. Uh, what's really important to New Zealand rugby, the continuity of New Zealand rugby, the development of New Zealand rugby, we can start talking about that with some of our great All Blacks now leaving, is that domestic game. Starting at the grassroots rugby, the, the schools, then the clubs are really important to the development of New Zealand rugby, understanding the New Zealand system. Look, it's not the absolute best system in the world, but it's our system. Suits who we are, suits our psyche, and suits the All Blacks ultimately going to be. And then the NPC, really important. We do not dilute, continue to dilute what the NPC stands for, for the provinces then up, of course, to the Super Rugby, up to the All Blacks. You start taking players offshore, and I don't dislike the idea at all because you've got to investigate the idea. Uh, but you also got to be aware of some of the consequences of that idea. Are you going to lose these players uh, to the bigger money in Japan? Are they going to say, oh, I would prefer the income I'm getting in Japan rather than being an All Black, which most New Zealanders absolutely just want if they stay here in this country. Um, the, the rule of keeping uh, players in this country to wear the black jersey has served us well. Has it um, used up its time? Well, I guess that's the debate we have mm. to have. So, yep, love uh, the ideas. They should keep throwing in ideas to your uh, your radio, you know, your talk um, segment, and let's collate those ideas because, mate, we're all in this together, right? The people at New Zealand Rugby Union, as smart as they think they are, haven't got all the ideas, mm. and no one should think they've got all the ideas. And passionate people out there, 
Well, we have some brilliant ideas that we should all respect and listen to. So, yeah, well done. Thank you for that uh, that idea. That was some young kids. Yeah, that was oh, Thomas. Oh, sure. Um, you're in a unique position, one of the few All Blacks that straddled amateur professional. So when you were amateur, um, were there offers, professional offers, were France going to pay money, were Japan going to pay money, UK going to pay money to an amateur Ian Jones? Um, no, the only offer I had, and this is in 1992, was from uh, an AFL team in Melbourne, <laughs> actually, uh, <laughs> Collingwood, uh, because we were over there at 92, we were training at the MCG, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and the guy, I don't even know how serious he was, to be honest with you. But um, no, there was no other kind of <laughs> offers. Um, no, there wasn't those available, right? And and I would have blanked them anyway because, man, I was just so singly focused on the All Blacks playing for New Zealand, uh, you know, building a legacy in this country and, and loving, absolutely loving uh, what I was doing. So my eyes weren't even open to the professional game. Now, that's come in, uh, 1996 that came in, and I guess that kind of changed some of our thinking. Uh, and that's developed uh, mm. as we can. But um, still, I always go back, staff. You know, these All Blacks have served New Zealand well. They do great for New Zealand. I never stress about our greats leaving the game because they will be replaced provided we invest in our domestic game. That's not maybe sending these 18-year-olds to Japan. Invest in our domestic game, and we will keep churning out these great Bowden Barretts, the great Richie Mawangas, the great Dan Carters. Don't stress about these guys leaving because it opens the door for a replacement. Okay, the replacement, maybe not, you know, Bowden Barrett on day one, but he could be bloody better than Bowden Barrett after, you know, year five. The problem is, though, and it's a problem not just in the rugby industry, it's a lot of industry in New Zealand, and I bang on about this all the time. It's critical mass of New Zealand, we don't have money. And I agree, invest in the domestic game. Most of the money goes into the All Blacks because that springs in Silver Lake, that wins World Cups. But it's not sustainable because if you take away from that to put into the domestic game, all of a sudden you can't afford to keep All Blacks in New Zealand because they're getting offered double in France and Japan. It's a horrible situation. It's a tough situation, but I think a lot of rugby people out there in New Zealand will say we've been too top-heavy in this country, just everything focused on success at the All Black level. And yep, the arguments will come back well, because we want to win World Cups, because we want to get these big commercial deals, we want to have need money to sustain this big ship, which is New Zealand rugby. Totally get all of those as well. But by spreading some love, really investing in our under-19 market, you know, make sure we're under-20 uh, rugby World Cup champs like we used to be back in the day. That's where our great All Blacks have come from. Mm. Are they still coming from that under-19 level uh, in the last three to four years? That'd be a really nice stat to know. And then, you know, let's invest a lot in the women's game. Let's you know, springboard off off the, the attractions, what they have. That'll bring in commercial revenue. So maybe it's a, we've got to distribute the wealth, distribute the love a little bit over all of those uh, teams. But I keep saying the All Blacks, I think, by and large, will take care of themselves because we are a rugby factory. We are passionate about the game. When you put on that black jersey, man, you feel invincible uh, anyway. Um, but you know, let's let's invest in, in our young players coming through. Let's show them a pathway, and you, you might earn a little bit more money offshore. But man, you're going to be an All Black in this country, and when you're an All Black for ten years, far out uh, uh, that and, and the legacy and the uh, and the joy you get of that often far outweighs the money. Hypothetical question: Mark Robinson rings you and says, "Carmo, you're appointing the next All Black coach after the World Cup." Ian Foster's Tyrosy standing down. You appoint the next coaching team. Where do you go? 
Well, you go to, uh, I guess, the, the domestically, who's had the success in this country? Scott Robinson's had the domestic in this country, and people say, well, he's with the Crusaders, it's a bloody good team anyway. Well, it wasn't a great team uh, when he took it over, you know, under Toddy Blackadder, great all-black captain, great all-black uh, himself, but they weren't having the success. So Scott Robinson clearly has changed that and keep building on that legacy. And people will tell you who have won back-to-back titles, it's not easy to do. So why wouldn't we go for a, a Scott Robinson? And he's I good like, with young players too. He's good with young players. We're going to have a lot of young players. It gives you year. a reason to, to play, you know, more than just representing Aotearoa. It gives you a reason to play. I mean, I love Jamie Joseph. I play a lot of rugby with Jamie Joseph, and, and maybe he's a guy who puts his um, name in the hat. But Scott Robinson's here. Mm. He knows who we are. He understands who the All Blacks are. He understands New Zealand is. Um, and, mate, I reckon that means a lot. Mm. And he'd be lining up with Jason Ryan. Yeah, well, there we go. Forced to reckon with. There we go. Forced to reckon with. Yeah, man, wouldn't we have some fun? And that's what rugby's about, right? Yes. We have, wouldn't we have some fun? Look, we, we would know the direction the All Blacks are heading in. We'll know what they mean. Win, lose, or draw, Razor would wear his heart in his sleeve. And either say, far out, that was a brilliant performance, or that was a crap performance. We've got to do better. I feel like a lot of the, if there's such a thing as a swing voter with all black supporters, they would all swing on the Razor way. And it's the injection of enthusiasm and support from New Zealanders that the all black brand has eroded a little bit in recent times. Mate, the all black coach has to reflect who we are. Yeah. You know, and we are passionate New Zealanders, right? And you want your all black coach to be the same. That's what, that's what Razor does with the Crusaders. Man, why wouldn't you get on that bloody bandwagon? Because the guy's up there smiling, having a great time, saying, I am so proud and humbled to be coaching this Crusaders team. I'm going to do my best for you guys. And, mate, we're with you. He'll say the same thing for the All Blacks. And we jump on that bloody bandwagon. We, we, we ride that storm. And, mate, when New Zealanders and they often our staff, but when New Zealanders get in behind this team, we're even better. <sighs> the all-black coach has to reflect what we are. That's one of the greatest lines I've heard <laughs> in this whole coaching debate. We'll leave it there, Carmo, because I've got another really important message for you. The I Am Hope Challenge, it's fantastic. I love the stuff you do for charity. It's You're passionate about it. You throw yourself at it. So we'll talk about that after the break. Ian Jones, stick around. Welcome back in, still in studio, Ian Carmo Jones, All Black 902, I think it is, All Black 902. Um, You're wearing a t-shirt that says, Jew Drop Hope Challenge. If someone said to me, what's that? I said, hang on, I'll ask Ian Jones. Ian Jones, what is the Jew Drop Hope Challenge? Yeah, the Jew Drop Hope Challenge is a challenge that myself and another good mate of mine, Rick Wells, former Commonwealth Games gold medalist, triathlon world champion. World champion, now from New Zealand's first. Yeah, 1990, he won a Commonwealth Games here in Auckland, and a bunch of others, including Mike King, who is uh, the I Am Hope at Gumboot Friday in particular, uh, doing effectively staff a triathlon from Cape Reinga, so the top of uh, the North Island, to Wellington, bottom of the North Island, but the coastal route. So uh, run swimming and biking, effectively the coastline of the East Coast down to Napier. Wow. And then we're hopping on bikes and biking the Gentle Annie. A lot of people out there will know the Gentle Annie from Napier to Thai Happy to get ourselves effectively over. That is a heck of a run. I've driven that once, the, yeah, never again. To the West Coast <laughs> and um, and then end up in Wellington. It's over 16 days raising firstly uh, money. Uh, and if you have a look at www.hopechallenge.co.nz, it'll show you all the details link there to a give a little page. So hopechallenge.co.nz. But more so than that, staff, it's about raising awareness of what 
is Gumboot Friday, what they can do for our kids out there, uh, the free counselling service. Um, it's fast, it's efficient, and it's just Kiwis helping Kiwis. So we're doing this over the course of the 16 days. Um, some big brutal days, 10, 11 hours per day, run swimming and biking, the coastline, as I mentioned, and then at the nights, so we hit most of the 16 towns, around about 4.30, 5 o'clock uh, most nights, where Mike will have a community event. Uh, we'll just start these conversations because, as you know, staff, we all look after, I certainly do anyway, look after my physical fitness all the time. There's a lot of swimming, running, but we don't always look after our mental fitness, right? Um, and for me, it links hand in hand. And we just want to start these conversations in these communities. And Mike will start the conversations with his team from Gumboot Friday. And we'll just have these cool community events, real positive events in the 16 towns that we're going through, uh, raising that money and awareness for Gumboot Friday. Where did the good bastard gene come from in you? You do so much. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but you do so much for charities and movements. you got the kitchen on the North Shore mm. and you feed people and, and people muck in and get around you. Where did that come from? I don't know where it came from. I mean, from my family, of course, and, and my wife as well, but I've been blessed, Steph. I've got a great life. I've, I've been very, very blessed. I love to share that blessing. And I'm in a situation where I can do these things and if you can why don't you uh, and, and so I do uh, and things the challenges me and Rick a couple of years ago swam from Great Barrier Island to Takapuna 100k's ridiculous, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, but, but because of these quite epic challenges I just absolutely love to I need something to get me out of bed and motivate me in the morning to absolutely train uh, and, and there will be some hardships during these 16 days but never any more hardships uh, than the people who are suffering in this instant for Gumboot Friday mental health are going through. So that kind of always drives me. So I'm in a situation, physically and mentally, uh, to be able to do it. So I do. Uh, and I just love being around people. I love doing epic shit, really. <laughs> yeah. And this is epic. I mean, the, the days will be fairly challenging, but the real challenge, staff, is the 16 days back-to-back. Because we're not young athletes <laughs> at all. I mean, we're not young. Uh, and and we've, we've, we've set this, okay, we're going to be leave A, hit B. We just now have to go out and do it. And far out, would you think, these road closures and a cyclone coming and we never, no plan B. I don't know what plan B is. I told Rick this morning, well, plan B is you put on a raincoat, mate. That's probably it. Mm. Um, and we'll do it. We'll do it. So honestly, please, guys, hop on um, hopechallenge.co.nz or follow us on Insta, which is Dewdrop Hope Challenge. Heaps of cool photos along the way. They'll details where we're going to be in our community events, like day one, Monganui, day two, we're in Russell, go one tree point all the way down to, to here, um, Auckland, Waiheke. It's going to be awesome, man. Uh, just got a text in which I'll read you. Uh, it says, uh, now, Staffy. That's what I've always admired the Carmo kid. He's one of us. He's always given back, using his status to help Kiwis. Don't you ever change Carmo. That's nah. from PJ and Tamuka. <laughs> Thank you, champs. Tamuka, we're not getting to Tamuka. Maybe next year <laughs> you can plot me a course and, and think of something pretty cool down to do in the South Island. This year's the North Island. And that very quickly, four months ago when we raised this with Mike King, he couldn't swim. Well, wow, really? Rick's taught him how to swim. And the challenging bit Mike's going to do, which is um, 20th of, no, 18th of February, sorry, he's swimming from Fishman's Wall, so North Cope Point, the Harbour Bridge, to West Haven. It's 1K, 
but it's a challenging 1K. Mate, if you couldn't swim a few months ago, correct, a 1K harbour swim? Yeah, this guy's been pretty damn determined. I've been so impressed by Mike, his, his willingness to, to push himself, get himself out of his comfort zone. Uh, so that's going to be a challenge. So come down, cheer Mike on. Uh, about 8 o'clock in the morning at the Royal Yacht Squadron, we're going to have a, a bit of a, a breakfast and a fry-up and etc. And, and, and yeah, see Mike come out, uh, worse for wear, but, but he will come out. Uh, and then we're going to have a little hikoi down to down to Judges Bay, basically, and, and um, walk around and paddle out to Waiheke. Oh, wow. Stunning. Some awesome days, man. Yeah. And, and the amazing thing is, I, I'd imagine the charities, thank you, Mike King, will thank you, the general public, thank you. Have you had any thank yous from someone in the public that through your actions you have helped? Yeah, oh, the feedback's unreal. And serendipity is a big thing for me, staff. And I, because I wrecked, well, I basically wrecked the course on Google Maps, right? <laughs> I said, yep, that looks doable. Uh, I don't know if it is doable, but. <laughs> You're about uh, to find out. Uh, about to find out. It looks doable. But anyway, I drove up uh, a couple of months ago to Cape Ranga, and I was up there by myself, uh, but in, in Mike's truck, I am Hope truck. And as I was walking down, a, a lady. And, a, and she won't mind me talking about her and her mother walking up. And they'd just finished the Te Aroa Trail Bluff to Cape Reinga, raising money for I Am Hope. Seriously? 100%. And they did, they did that because uh, the daughter, and I won't mention her name, she suffered bad anxiety. But the way they got over it was, was getting outside and walking. And they walked the length of the country. Now, not everyone can do that, right? Mm. But these, this mother and, and daughter did. And I thought, well, these are the people we're helping. Because, Steph, I've got kids, but everyone out there with kids, New Zealand kids are our kids. They're, they're we are all, one big family. We are one big family. And, and Kiwis love helping Kiwis. And that's what we should do. New Zealand's kids are our kids. And we have a duty of care to look after our kids and, and, and their families and say, mate, there is an option Gumboot Friday will offer you free counselling. It is quick. There's no stigma attached to it. Like, mate, we all far out, you went for a run. That's doing, you're doing awesome. Oh, far out, you went to a counsellor. Are you okay? Well, we don't want that to be in the conversation. It's just part of what we should be doing. So, yeah, look, man, I am, I am passionate about things I do. This is going to be pretty cool. Please jump on that website if you can. And look, not everyone is in the situation at the moment to give a little, but uh, have a look on the Give a Little page. But if you can't give and you are where we're going to be en route, please just come down, say good day, have a conversation with us. Uh, and, and give us your love, man, because we're going to need some energy. <laughs> and, and, and we get energy from people, right? Yeah. So, 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 man, if I'm looking ragged and I, I've lost my humour, please come and hug me. Um, <laughs> and when you hug me, I'll spark back up. So each day, does it start with something or does each day finish with something where people can come and e give you that each, hug and that crunchy e Each bar? day, 4.30, we'll finish with something. So, for instance, day one, Capering a lighthouse to Monganui, finish around 4.35 o'clock. We're at the Monganui Four Square, Monganui pub on the same street, opposite each other, and we're going to have a community event, right? Day two, we're going to, uh, day two is pretty cool. Have uh, we got time to talk yeah, quickly about yeah, day two? we've still got about three or four minutes. Okay, day two is one of my highlight days, actually, is we, we, we bike Monganui to the stone store in Kiri Kiri. Yep. Uh, then Natikuri, the, the, the local iwi up there, we're going to hop on a couple of their waka. Uh, from the stone store, paddle out the inlet for people who know that. 
Uh, and then we have permission, and this is a real privilege for New Zealanders, we're actually going to uh, beach, uh, come into the treaty grounds of Waitangi, but Hobson Beach, so that's where the flotilla of Waka you would have seen wow. the other day yeah. leave from. Uh, going to be greeted by a haka there, by by our, our, our brothers up there at Waitangi. Uh, which will be awesome, powerful. And then we're going to run to Pai here, swim across to Russell, and we're going to have a community event oh, about 4, 3, 5 o'clock in Russell. So that's pretty cool. I have connections myself at One Tree Point, Ruakaka. So the next day it's, it's Russell all the way down the coast, uh, which is a big day, 12 hours, 11, 12 hours to, to One Tree Point. Once more, we're going to have a community event and, and just get the locals in and, you know, One Tree Point, Ruakaka, Marsden Bay, those kind of together, and just have these cool conversations. And that's, we're doing that all the way down to Napier, then all the way across to Taihapi, Foxton, Paraparam, then into, into Wellington. So, Where's your last stop? Uh, well, I call it Parliament. Uh, Mike King calls it the shite house. <laughs> he, he says we're going from the lighthouse to the shite house. But I say from Cape Rianga to, to Parliament. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'll probably have to hide behind a tree while he's going off. First of March. So uh, we finish. Uh, first of March. So 16 days later. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. That website again, hopechallenge.co.nz or follow us uh, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Dew Drop Hope Challenge. And that is D-U-E, New D-U-E, Zealand. D-U-E, yeah. D-U-E Drop Challenge. Yeah. And, and Dew Drop is a, a wonderful new foundation. Dew is in now paying their dues. Mm. Uh, once more, it's, it's great Kiwis looking after after Kiwis. And, you know, for those people who don't know what Gumboot Friday is, free counselling service for under 25, um, all New Zealanders uh, age, I mean, up to 25, but no, no other um, criteria there. You bring them up, they'll look after you. And that's what we're raising the money for. Uh, money's good. Uh, awareness is also really important. Uh, and a hug at the end of it. And day. a hug at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, I love hugs, man. I, I love hugs, and I just like doing epic stuff, man. Mm. And, and this is epic. And, and 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 Rick's the same. You know, Rick, sixty odd year old aging athlete. Uh, Richie Barnett, is, who's does a lot of work for I'm Hope, is going to be along for the journey Brilliant. as well. So nice to have Richie there. Mike will be part. Of what we're doing, uh, but please, if you you are seeing us and and you got a bike or you've got a pair of running shoes, come and come and run beside us. Uh, we won't be going fast. Uh, <laughs> You're going long. <laughs> we're going long. Hey, Carmo, uh, brilliant, Cheers. brilliant to have you in studio. And I just reiterate what our listeners and I know the text messages will come in once you've gone, saying how awesome it was to have you. So preempting that. Uh, it's just wonderful what you do and giving back to everybody. And as as PJ said, you're using your status. Um, and I would encourage. Carmo, I've known him for a long time. He's one of the most welcoming, engaging blokes. When he says come to one of our things at 4.30 or 5, get on that website, see their chart, and if you're in the North Island, go to your nearest one. You will not regret it, and you're part of a really, really important message. Take your kids with you. Mm. Take your kids with you and just have them being in and around Mike King, and you're not going to be having the serious talks, but just have the conversation and normalise stuff. Carmo... Uh, I could talk to you all day. Brilliant what you're doing, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And we'll come back and we'll have a chat to you once it's all done, eh? Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. Cheers, mate. Oh, let's go for the new sport and weather. Oh, tease the vault. Ring if you want to play the vault. 0800 150 You get three yes, no questions. Um, we're close to opening it, I reckon. I can't even, I'll figure out how much you're playing for. It's at least 200. Uh, new sport and weather, then the vault. Ring us now.
And amongst all of the callers, we have spun the randomizer, and very rarely does it land on line one. Uh, and I always feel sorry for line one because they're usually the first person to call, but it has today. And that is Simon out of Auckland. G'day, Simon. Very well. I hope you've heard the last uh, two days' worth of clues. That must mean we we're 150, that was 150, that was 100, then we're 150, then we play for 200. No, we're 200 today. 200 TAB bonus bet. You get three questions. Yes, no question. Have you listened to the last 12? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got three ideas, so yeah. All right, narrow them down with your three questions. Let's go. Question number one is: um, Was it um, in the was this event a uh, cycling event in the 2012 London Olympics? So Manaya knows the answer. Mm-hmm. I don't. So was it in the 2012 Olympics, Manaya? It wasn't the Olympics, but it was not in the 2012 Olympics, unfortunately. No? No. Okay. Second one, I'll try. Was it the 2020 Tokyo Olympics? It was not the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Oh, no! So one, just one more, is it? One more more. and then a guess. You're doing great work, though, eliminating (laughs) the Olympics. eliminating some (laughs) Olympic games. I've just got one more, then. Um, Was it the 2008 Beijing Olympics? It was not the 2008 <laughs> Beijing Olympics. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I sort of want to give a clue. I won't give a clue now, but Simon, you have to have a wild stab having eliminated three of the Olympiads uh, from 2000 or later. Mm. <laughs> um, nah, I've no, I've got nothing really because those were the three I had down, so it's well out. Okay, well you can just you can just pass on a guess, and we'll just uh, well we don't even have jackpot. to unlock the vote. Yeah, it'll just jackpot off. We don't need to play the opening of the vault; it just stays locked. So right. Simon, um, you've you've done good work, but mm. you get no reward. Nah, all good. Thanks, boys. Cheers, buddy. Um, Thanks. Awesome. So that one was for a hundred. That one was for 150 a year. That was 200. So it's going to be 250 tomorrow with Watto. Wow. Jeez, um, did he carve off a fair few Olympic events there. All all around it as well, unfortunately. So what have we got left? So eliminating what he... So we've got 2000, 2004. Because it's after the 2000. It's 2000 or later. Mm-hmm. So we've got 2000, 2004, 16. That's all we've got. 2000, 2004 or 2016. Was 16 his first guess? 12. 12, He eliminated 20. 12, 20 and 8. So we've got 4 and 16. 4, 16 and 2000. Okay. Mm. It's just one of those three. And cycling's involved. Cycling is involved. <laughs> I have no idea. Because <laughs> I love, I love Olympic Games. I'm just trying to have a think, but I, I am none the wiser. It's a, it's, a, it's a great one. I'll be honest. Sam put, Sam put this in the vault. Um, he did say to me this morning, and I don't know what it is, and he said there's one question that was asked and the correct answer was given, but he said that's going to throw everyone it's, off. It's misleading. I, again, I don't want to say what it is either because I know what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about. There was an answer that I know people have been going down that road, um, but it is a bit, it's not a red herring as such. Because it's correct. Because it's a correct answer. But it is leading people astray.
Wow. So I've got all of the questions in front of me. Which is probably just going to make people second-guess themselves even more now. Mm. Oh. But there was one question about, the, oh. and on a technicality, that it is correct. I was going to say Olympic Games is at Winter Olympics, but someone said, is it a snow sport? No. That's it right. could still be Winter Olympic. It could be an ice sport, maybe. I don't know what the one is, Sam. This could go forever. This could go to Christmas. A good world Jeepers. So we're 2.50 tomorrow. Now, Mark Watson is hosting you tomorrow in the afternoons. I am jumping in the run home show with Beaver. Mm -hmm. Uh, That could be carnage. Which? Mine. (laughs) (laughs) Mine could be. I'll then take your pick, I guess. Yes, yes. All right. So 2.50 TRB bonus bet up for grabs for you tomorrow. We will take a break. We'll come back. It's Harness Racing New Zealand pacing for purpose season two. And of course, handing the reins over to the selecting, uh, it is Manaya Stewart who is going to take it. So here's how it works, Manaya. Um, you tell me what race meeting it is, and I'm going to try and guess the horse that you've picked. So what meeting is it? Okay, uh, we are going to Addington tomorrow. So I click on tomorrow, I click on harness on the TAB website, tab.co.nz, Addington race. You want to know the race number? Race, race number. Race number seven. Race number seven. Right. Now, mm-hmm. let's see if I can pick the horse you've picked. Just looking a uh, quick run through there, mm-hmm. um, I would say Sam would pick, oh, there's one of my favourite horses in this race. I've picked this one today. I know. I would pick Manhattan. I love Manhattan as a horse. Um, not a great draw. Uh, owners of the horse listen to the show. Hey, crew. Uh, but Sam wouldn't take that. Um, you've gone for, let me have a guess, either that one, I'm down to two. It's either, tell me, I'll give you three and tell me if I've got one of them right. Okay. It's either Kelly's Delight, uh, All-American Lover, or Folklore. I was going to give you, I was going to give you a clue. Oh, okay. But you have actually uh, picked it in there. It's one of those three. What? Do you want me to give you my clue? You, you'll get okay. it after this clue. Okay. Um, a bit of the reasoning behind it was uh, a, a big sports event that's coming up in the next few days, and also a, I wouldn't call it a holiday, but another a calendar event that's uh, coming up in the next few weeks is not sporting related. All-American Super Bowl, lover, Valentine's Day. All-American lover, that's our, <laughs> that's our horse that we're on today, staff. Pacing for purpose. There we go. Uh, number nine. Not paying a lot. I hope we got no, on earlier. It's likely the favourite. Um, big wide open field, though. Drawn, drawn outside of uh, Mobile. Outs- outside the front row. Opened at threes. It's now 220. Let's hope we get that trick. Let's find out what's making you. So that's what we're doing. Thanks to the folks at Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz. That's where you'll get the info in there. Great chaps supporting our charities. So All-American Lover, tomorrow we'll follow that with interest. Urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world. Here it is. Okay, carry on. Steph, do you, um, do you pay for your own Netflix account? Yes. Do you have any hangers-on on your Netflix account? Uh, the first year of Netflix, a friend of mine had the, I think there's like two or three grades of Netflix. Yes. And the most expensive one, five people could hang off it. I was one of the five. Uh, hangers-on? For about a year, but I've had my own for probably three years. 
And no one's hanging off the back of yours? No, I've got the cheapest one, which is just one person. Yeah. Uh, well, about a million New Zealanders are understood to have Netflix accounts. That's a Wow. Yeah. That's massive. Um, but And they can't qualify this, but hundreds of thousands more are believed to be watching the service for free by logging on to friends and family members' accounts. My auntie's on my account. Sam Hewitt's on his parents. Sam Hewitt's on his parents' account. <laughs> um, and currently Netflix sends out an email whenever someone else is logged into your account. Right. When they say, oh, someone else is logging in and blah, 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 is this you? Um, they are going to change that soon. They're going to start asking customers to confirm their primary location. So you're going to have to register where you live. Um, and then when you try and use it from somewhere else, they will not let you. This is an effort to try and stop people from uh, having the one shared account. But what if, what, what if, and I haven't, what if I've got a holiday house in Waimati and I go down there and try and log in? Are they not going to let me because it's me? No. So either that or they're going to send you an email. You're going to have to confirm, yeah, I'm, I'm down at the batch in Waimati. So it's attached to your address or to my phone? It'll be attached to your, to your phone. And then oh, okay. they'll say, hey, we've just noticed someone's logged in. Is it you? Then you're going to have to log in down in Waimati. No one in Auckland's allowed to use your, uh, gotcha. your Netflix account. So they are trying to carve off those hundreds of thousands of freeloaders. I actually, that makes sense. It's kind of fair enough. But i got to be honest, that was one of the, like, you know, draw cards for Netflix early doors. You know, one person could have it and then everyone else would just leech off the back of it. And the amount I still can't... I think it is one of the best value-for-money consumable items in the marketplace. And how often do you get on there, though, and you still can't find something to watch? It's, it's almost... Never. It's, Never for oh, me. For me, it's almost... Uh, it's uh, paralysing the amount of content that they've got on there, on Netflix. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so if you're... Leeching off someone else's account, your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Stump up your 15 bucks. Stump up your $15 a month. Um, this one I needed to bring to your attention. It is sporting related. Well, sporting adjacent. Uh, a blind boxer is gearing up for his first ever fight. He will be taking on a full-sighted opponent when he steps into the ring. Um, no. So the 23-year-old fighter is registered as blind and can only see three feet in front of him because of severe congenital glaucoma, which also means that he walks with a cane. Uh, still, he's thrown himself full tilt into preparations. Uh, this is a quote from him. Losing is not an option. He told the son, boxing's quite an up-close sport, so that works in my favour. But I'll still struggle seeing some of the punches coming in. So three feet, I'd imagine it's going to be foggy at three feet and getting clearer as it gets. But I don't think it's crystal clear. Um, he said, I hope the bloke doesn't go easy on me for being blind. If he does, he'll pay. I have a knockout punch. <laughs> this is over in the UK. I can't see that kind of thing being sanctioned over here in New Zealand. It is all for a good cause. That the um, It's all going to cancer research, all of the funds from watching that, watching that fight. Um, some people would say stupid. I say brave. Oh, very brave. Yeah. i got two perfectly working eyes, and you wouldn't catch me in a boxing uh, ring Hell at no. all, unless my opponent was blind. Uh, 23-year-old Gracie Hunt. Now, she is the daughter of the Kansas City Chiefs owner, Clark Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, she's made an incredible athletic claim. Bit of background on her. She's also the granddaughter of Lamar Hunt, who founded, get this, the American Football League, the Major Soccer League, and the North American Soccer League. She's, she's the great-granddaughter of an oil tycoon. Her mother was Miss Missouri, so it should be no surprise to you that she was also Miss Kansas in 2021. All of that, a little bit surprising. The most surprising thing is the claim that she made this week. She said that she signed up for her first marathon 13 hours before the race started. Aye! She said she'd never run in a registered race before and had never run more than 13 miles consecutively, and that was on a treadmill several years before. (laughs) 
she said she took a chance, registered at about 5pm that evening, ran it at 6am the next day and finished it. This is the part I don't buy. Uh, in three hours and 45 minutes. Oh, no. So I've looked it up. The average time to run a marathon for men is four hours 21, and the average time for women is 4.48. So she says that she signed up the night before a marathon, having never done it before, and ran it an hour quicker than the worldwide average. <laughs> oh, shit. <Some, laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, some people just have it all, don't they? Hey? So Miss talented. Kansas, Miss yeah. Kansas. Yeah. She's done it all. Um, yeah, that's what's making news today. Oh, amazing. Um, I've just actually had a, just very quickly, a text from um, Ken just saying, Staffy, I'm not liking the look of the cyclone Gabriel hitting Auckland and the rest of the north. It looks serious and it is the last thing I need. I've just clicked onto the Niwa link. <sighs> Looking at this graphic team, without a word of a lie, this looks pretty damn scary, actually. Storm surges, loads of rain, damaging winds. Thankfully, we've got a bit of a um, bit of a warning, a bit of a lead in here, but um, let's not take this lightly. It caught us by surprise last time. Um, 95k winds, up to 30, 130 k's. Northland severe gales, loads of rain on Sunday as well. Uh, the cyclone is expected to approach the North Island on Monday, but um, there's a there's an advance party of cyclone, if you like, then the cyclone itself and then the tail as well. So please, particularly if you're in a vulnerable area, I mean this, um, you know, get your boards, get your sandbags, tie things down, check, you know, if you buy a tree that's in water sodden, take your precautions and let's hope for the best. Um, we'll take our very last break. Remember, the Phoenix Nation's not far away, but we'll come back and wrap it up after this. Here's what happened back in the day. Yes, 1952, Bill Neary, 19 putts, including a PGA Tour record, seven putts on the back nine to post a third round of 60 in the El Paso Open. Imagine playing a round of golf with just 19 putts. Ridiculous. 1997, Michael Jordan scored the first triple-double in the history of the NBA All-Star Game. Despite that, Glenn Rice won the game's MVP, scoring 26, 24 of them in the second half to lead the East to a monster victory. 2001... Mark Waugh hit 16 fours and three sixes en route to an Australian at the time ODI record of 173 against the Windies. That was a 15th consecutive victory in a season that also included a 5-0 test sweep over the Windies. They were so dominant back then. Birthdays today, um, Miami Heat and Charlotte Hornets, former player Alonzo Mourning, born on this day in 1970. 1989, Julio Jones, an American NFL player with the Falcons. Uh, 1990, Three-point wizard Clay Thompson was born. He gives it time to get set and knock it down. A long three for Thompson, and that is an NBA record. His tenth three-pointer of the night. Incredible, 10 three-pointers. He won three NBA championships with the Warriors in 15, 17 and 18, and also the Olympic gold medal in 16. 1990, Bethany Hamilton, American pro surfer. The number one movie on 1991 was Terminator 2, and the number one song was this. Mm. CNC Music Factory, yo. 
That's the show today because Phoenix Nation with Ricardo Ball is coming up right after this, right through till four o'clock tomorrow. I'm on the run home with Beaver. Mark Watson will be in the chair. Big thanks to Manaya once again. Huge show. And Finn Basimo bringing the dulcet tones.